everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina and I'm a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is all about if ghosts are real. Let me tell you, I believe they are 100% real. The house that I grew up in was full of spirits. It was built in the 1800s and there was a lady who had died right in our den. So she was apparently the great grandmother of the family that we bought the home from. It was a house that was so full of activity, and I guess they knew that I could see them, so some of them terrified me, and others just stared at me, and a couple were actually a little bit comforting. And I know that might sound a little bit weird, but when I was home alone, sometimes I wouldn't feel so scared. It was an old farmhouse with neighbors that you could barely see. So when I was home alone, I was not only scared of the dark pitch black property, but I would be nervous about which spirit would be visiting that night. If it was going to be the nice ones, I would almost breathe a sigh of relief, but let me tell you, the not-so-nice ones scared the hell out of me on purpose. I could sit here and tell you all thousands of ghost stories from my own experience, but I would need days to get through them all. So I'm just going to tell you the ones that stand out the most, and I also want to explain the difference between deceased loved ones and a ghost, because there really is a difference. So I always saw and felt spirits around me. I had gotten so used to it because it was all I knew, and I think that when we moved out of that century-old home, I assumed that I would stop seeing all the crazy stuff. But of course, that didn't happen. Everywhere I went, every new home I moved to, something was always there. It was like I couldn't escape it, and it was exhausting. Eventually, I stopped telling people what I saw because I was worried that they would think that there was something wrong with me. And it wasn't until I met my husband at 21 that I slowly started to tell him the things that I saw and felt. So we got a puppy in the first year that we were together, and we used to see her barking in a corner and barking out of fear. It used to freak us out, and sometimes I couldn't see the spirit, but I would feel the presence as the hairs on the back of my neck would stand, and fear would rise up in my chest. I hated that feeling, and I still don't like it. But I do know what to do now if it happens, and I wanted to try to help all of you in case any of you are experiencing any sort of negative spirits. At first I was thinking that maybe this episode is too scary or negative, but my spirit team really wanted me to do this one because too many people are living in fear, and they wanted me to explain the other side and the difference between a loved one and a ghost. Now I'm going to share this one story with you that happened when I was about 27. And it's one of those stories that I can never, ever forget because it taught me so much about love and fear. All right, so here goes. My parents divorced and my mother bought a property pretty much down the street from my family home. And I remember the day that she asked my husband and I to go look at it. So we pulled up to the property that day and we had brought our little chihuahua with us. And as we got out of the car, she instantly started to shake. So we go inside and oh my God, I was like, why the heck did you buy this place? It was run down and needed a ton of renovations, but my mother insisted that she could make it look wonderful by hiring a contractor. So she showed us around, but meanwhile, my dog is shaking so badly that I had to hang on to her because I thought she might fall out of my arms. So we went in this one bedroom and it was as cold as ice. And on the wall, there was this hanging doll clown thing and nothing else. It was the creepiest thing ever. I wanted out of that house. I hated the feeling in there, but my mother was excited about it, so I kept my feelings to myself. 
Honestly, it looked like a property that had been condemned and it had horrible energy, but it was hers. So my husband and I had a friend who was super handy, so she hired him to do some of the renovations. But within the first weeks of starting the project, he fell through the top level to the basement, breaking his foot and hurting his back so badly, and he couldn't work on the project any longer. So then she found a guy off some ad to try to continue the work, and every single day something would go wrong. It took forever to complete, and the focus was on the basement so that she could rent it to help with the mortgage. When it was done, she rented it out to this young lady, and I think it was about a month or two in that the basement flooded and wrecked so much of the new drywall and carpets, so again, she had to pay to fix it. Well, not long after that, the lady trashed the place and moved out. So she was back to square one to fix it yet again and find a new renter. Turns out my husband's friend and roommates needed a place to live, so they decided to take the space. Every single time we would visit the house, I was instantly uncomfortable. I could never shake that feeling of something negative. And yet she did do a decent job on the place, but something always felt off. Nick and I sold our home and decided to build a custom home, and it was going to take about six to nine months to complete it, and she wanted us to move in with her as she was lonely, and we knew it would help us tremendously to bank some money, plus it would help her with her bills, etc. But I was reluctant to do it because I was always scared there, but we did it anyways. I mean, I grew up in a haunted house, so I thought, well, how bad could it really be, you know? Well, after a few weeks, Nick's friends downstairs wanted me to weekly clean their place, and it also helped us to have that extra money. Now, I hated going down there alone, but I would suck it up because I had a job to do. But as I would be down there cleaning, while no one was home, by the way, so many crazy things would happen. I would hear footsteps upstairs, toilets flushing, and everywhere I would go, I could feel this weird feeling of someone watching me. They only had one bathroom down there and that was the place I hated cleaning the most because it was attached to this really creepy utility room and that there was like no door to. I almost had a sick feeling when I would go in there and the weird thing was that every single time I would clean that mirror it would sparkle but the minute I would turn my back it would go so foggy. Maybe foggy isn't even the right word. It was almost like cloudy and you couldn't even see yourself in it at all. I cleaned that apartment so damn fast because I just wanted out of there and oddly enough the upstairs felt safer than down there until this one particular week that my mother left for a holiday. Nick and I thought it would be a great idea to do a while you were out renovation to her living room as that was the only area that didn't get renovated yet. So we got all the paint and tools and with the help of Nick's buddies that lived in the basement we got to work. The first night we did all the prep and everything went smoothly, but the next night is when all of the craziness started. My mom's room was at the end of the hallway, and in there she had a beautiful statue of Mother Mary. And we kept all the bedroom doors closed as we were sanding and we didn't want the dust to go in anywhere. Well, that one day I needed to go into her room, but it was locked, and in order to lock it you needed a key. I figured maybe Nick had locked it, so I found the spare key and opened up the room. But when I went inside, the room was ice cold, and I'm talking so cold that you could see your breath. There was absolutely no reason it could have been so cold, but I just kind of brushed it off. 
You know, we tend to do that sometimes when we have no real explanation for something so weird. Well, during that week, the door locked several times. And one day when I had unlocked it and went in, again, it was freezing cold. But this time, the heavy, beautiful Mother Mary statue was face down on the dresser. There's no way at all a solid statue could fall over. I knew without a doubt that whatever spirit was there, it was not good. And at the time, I didn't know how to clear it. And boy, do I ever wish that I would have. Another night, we were all in the middle of painting when we heard our buddy's cat screaming from the basement. It was the craziest sound I have ever heard. So, of course, all the guys run downstairs to see what's happening, and they found the poor cat shaking and looking terrified. Whatever it saw scared the heck out of the poor thing. And during the renovations, something would always go wrong or break. We all just had to learn to live with these happenings. Nick and I lived there for only a short time, and the day that we moved out on our own, I felt like I could breathe again. So yes, ghosts are real, and sometimes they attach themselves to a place, an item, or a thing. Now looking back, I see that her home had some really terrible things happen over the years, and negative spirits were just stuck there. Now I'm going to fast forward to 2013, around 2014, because that's the year that my journey as a spiritual healer began. We had moved from our townhome with our two children, as we needed more space for them, and we rented a beautiful home that was approximately 40 to 50 years old. I loved the house, but for some reason, the basement freaked me out. But again, I was used to living in some pretty crazy places, so I just accepted that this was just another thing I could live with. Again, though, strange stuff started to happen. One day, my husband had to fly back east as his grandfather was in the hospital, and he wasn't going to make it. And I was going to stay back with the kids, and I would fly there when we needed to go. But I instantly went into panic mode. I was absolutely terrified to stay there alone with the kids. I just had this sort of eerie feeling. So the first night, a girlfriend of mine came to sleep over with us, as she knew how scared I was. But after the first night, I felt okay, so I told her that I could do it alone, and she didn't need to stay. And the next night, I felt fine. The boys slept with me in our bed, and we all had a decent sleep but the night after wasn't so great. I had gotten them all ready for bed and lay down with them, and they fell asleep fairly quickly, but I couldn't. I just couldn't settle for some reason. And we had these two doors to our bedroom, and one of them had a latch that was locked in place, and the other one just closed. When all of a sudden, I watched that one door slowly open in front of me, and I could feel this incredibly strong negative energy, and I was so fearful I could barely move. I remember praying. I asked my angels to take whoever this was away, and they did for that night. Needless to say, I didn't sleep at all as I was on guard the whole night. I ended up calling my Reiki master, who was a medium, to come smudge and clear our home. Again, there was a house full of spirits, and I learned to smudge myself so that should I have more run-ins with ghosts, I would clear it myself. And yes, I've had so many encounters that I couldn't even begin to count them. The thing is, now I know how to deal with it. These spirits are caught in between realms, and sometimes you can help them cross over into the light, but sometimes they refuse to go and remain stuck. And for those ones, you can smudge by burning herbs such as white sage to clear the space. So some of my clients will tell me that they have no idea how their house could have a spirit in it as they built the home themselves. But it's important to understand that spirits can attach themselves to items. 
So for example, you go to a cool antique market and you bring home that old cabinet. Well, you never know its history or what is attached to it. I know a lot of people who will say they don't like antique stores because they find them creepy. I do totally get that, but I would suggest shielding your energy with a beautiful white, pink, and purple bubble of light. It's really simple to do. You just ask your angels or spirit team to surround you in a seamless bubble of protection. I actually love going to antique stores. It's one of my favorite things to do because to me, every single thing in there tells a really cool story. I just shield very well before I go and I smudge and clear anything I bring home. Another thing I love is garage sales. It's the thrill of the find for me. Now, do I smudge every single item I buy? No, I don't. I just listen to my gut feeling and if I feel the need to clear it, then I will. I'll give you an example though about a time when I didn't listen to my intuition and I should have. I found this really cool water fountain on a buy and sell site and it was such a good deal and I wanted it for my healing room. So my husband and I drove across the city to pick it up. But when we pulled up to the home, I started to get this creepy feeling. The guy we bought it from was just a little off, but I ignored it because I was so excited about the stupid fountain. Well, we brought it home and we put it in the hallway for a bit while I made room in my healing room. And my little puppy just sat there growling at it and barking nonstop. And again, I ignored it. So we set it all up, filled it with water, and I was so excited because it lit up and everything. It was beautiful. So we go to bed and I leave it on as I just loved the sound. Well, we wake up the next morning and go figure. It had flooded my entire room, and I mean with a lot of water. And so out the fountain went, and I ended up buying a brand new one at the store. So lesson learned for me, always trust that gut feeling. So yes, ghosts are real, and they can attach to people and things, and most times you can clear them by yourself. And if they are super stubborn, you could call in a healer to smudge and help them to get to the light. There really is good and bad out there, but what I wanted to tell everyone is that if you fear it, you will attract it. That is the law of the universe. Children are known to say that they see ghosts all the time, and some parents will say to them that there's nothing there because maybe they can't see them. But kids are so open, and they sure do. So I say believe what they say, and then work on clearing them through prayer and smudging. You can also call in Archangel Michael and the Band of Mercy Angels to come into your home and vacuum out all and any negative energies and take them back to the universe with love. You can also ask for your home to be surrounded in those beautiful bubbles of light and also ask to have millions of angels at every door and every window, and this really does help. And finally, I wanted to explain the difference between a past loved one and a ghost. People ask me all the time if I'm terrified of the other side or if I'm scared channeling for a client. The answer is no, not at all. Connecting to people's past loved ones is the absolute most rewarding part of my job. There is no greater feeling knowing that through spirit I'm able to validate their loved ones. Whenever I have an appointment, my spirit team and guides surround me in a protective bubble, and they only let in beings of the light. And yes, I do get surprise visits from a spirit the day before someone's appointment, but that's because they are so excited and my guides allowed it. When I do work, the spirits come in and it feels safe, cozy, and almost like a warm and fuzzy feeling. I never feel fearful of them, and that's exactly how it should feel when a past loved one of yours is visiting. They show up to let you know that they are still with you. They are just in a different realm. 
They don't ever try to scare you unless it's your prankster uncle or brother on the other side. But really, when they visit, it should feel like a comforting energy in the room. You may smell their scent or a scent that reminds you of them. You may have your TV go on or off. A light may flicker or you see a shadow out of the corner of your eye. The most important thing is that your loved one will never create a sense of fear in you. Yes, sometimes clients will say they're scared for their loved ones to visit. And I do understand that, but I always tell them that they know that you are scared and that they'll be very gentle and subtle. Now, encountering a ghost is a completely different feeling. They will not be subtle at all. The best way I can explain it is this, and from my experience. A room may suddenly drop drastically in temperature. Doors may open and slam shut. Items may be moved or thrown across the room. And really, the most important way to tell is that it's an incredible, intense amount of fear that starts rising up within you. You may start to feel anxious, nervous, and almost a sense of panic. You may feel short of breath too and just downright creeped out. That is not a past loved one at all. And if you do ever encounter one, you can just pray and call on your angels to help you. Now, I don't want you to all be scared and start worrying because as I said earlier, fear attracts negativity. Ghosts are nothing new. I just wanted to create an episode that would explain them more and also the difference between a loved one and them. So I hope you all now have a little bit of a better understanding that they do exist, but so do angels. And if your faith is stronger than your fears, then you and your loved ones are safe. I believe I've had such crazy experiences because I was always so fearful, but also because someday I was going to need to teach others all that I have learned and I hope I have done that today. So I want to thank you all so much for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast, and I will see you all next time. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.